Hey everybody, it's Jason. Welcome or welcome back to the Mosaic Church Podcast. At the end of this podcast, please take a moment to connect with us on social media. It's a great place to learn more and to see what's happening at Mosaic. Most importantly, hope the following message encourages and inspires you to take a new step on your faith journey. Enjoy. So congratulations. You've almost made it through the worst year ever. We are this close to 2021. The terrible year is almost over. But do you remember what life was like last year at New Year's Eve? All the hopes and expectations as we were looking to go into a new year. And you probably made some amazing New Year's resolutions. You thought, all right, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to start some new hobbies. Hey, I'm going to clean out that junk drawer maybe for the first time in 15 years. You had all these different ideas inside of your mind of what you're going to do in the year 2020. And then it goes without saying that COVID hit us right between the eyes. And we didn't see it coming. None of us really knew. But when things started to get bad, we started to hear things about, ah, maybe this is going to shut us down or inconvenience us for a few weeks. I mean, the worst case, maybe a few months. And then all of a sudden, time started ticking, and this word lockdown came. And then all of our schools were getting shifted out, and they started going virtual. We're introduced to all new different styles of challenges as one month bled into the next month that bled into the next month. As Mosaic, as a young church, we were only five and a half months old doing live services before we lost our ability to meet in person. As a young church, we scrambled and we tried to think of new ways and how do we get online and we had all the challenges that so many people had. 2020 was hard. Some of you learned what a Zoom meeting was, and you just realized all of a sudden, wait a minute, when they filmed the Brady Bunch, they knew all about Zoom meetings, and nobody knew. How did they know back then in the 60s and 70s, right? But Zoom meetings became a common conversation piece, how people were so tired of them. Some of you lost your jobs and layoffs and lost your job completely, and then there wasn't payment coming in, and then it was so difficult for unemployment and 2020 represents just a struggle financially for you. Some of you lost loved ones and lost friends. And 2020 was a year in which there's so much pain marked by the loss of somebody you loved. And I just want to pause right now and and just say, we hear you and we're here for you. Because though our world keeps spinning and all this conversation was going on about different things, you were focused on that person who you lost to COVID, and we're sorry that you had to go through that and you lost that loved one. We had a lot of difficulties in 2020. Let me just add to this for a second how our country became torn. We became torn on racial issues. We became torn on masks, like should we wear a mask or shouldn't we wear a mask? We turned against each other, and let's just throw some fuel onto this huge fire called 2020, Let's have a presidential election. So in the middle of all this going on, all of the pain and struggle and turmoil, now our country is torn against ourselves. Friends against friends, family members against family members. It was a hard, hard year. And we sit here in the hope 
a few days, turning the clock, turning the calendar and saying, oh my goodness, please just make this end. But New Year's always has something unique to it. New Year's is this idea that we get this brand new start over. Like we all know that we take really what's with us into the new year, but there's this idea that I get to start over. I get something new and I, I have hope for 2021. I have hope that this virus is going to be done, that it's just over with, that, that people are healthy again. Can we go back to doing normal things? Can I go back to hanging out with my friends and my family? Can I go back, please, to the Wisconsin State Fair and get a cream puff right there? Can I go back to concerts? Can I go back to the beach? Can I go back to life? Can I go back to the things that encourage me? Can I go back? That's our hope. And in 2021, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in 2021. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to go back to normal. I don't know if there's going to be a cure. And I don't know. But what I can tell you is this. The only thing that I have that I hold on to are the promises of God. Now, if that sounds like churchy to you, if you've maybe heard that before, you've been in church and maybe heard people talk about it, like, what does that really mean? God makes promises, and God always keeps his promises. And though the whole world around us is chaotic, and everything is this huge struggle, God keeps his promises. So this is something that's amazing maybe you haven't thought of. Through all of the chaos and the darkness of our world, God was still doing and is doing amazing things. Maybe we don't see them because of what we're going through. But outside the spectrum of us, we are seeing amazing things happening. Now, if we take pause and think about it for a second, we can start to think of some of those stories. Some of the stories of hope. The stories of reconciliation. The stories of neighbors helping neighbors. The stories of people loving people who they didn't even know before. Communities coming together. We see something rising up inside of us in the midst of, of all of it, God was still doing something. We just came off Christmas, and we celebrated the coming of the Messiah, the one that God had sent to save us from our sins. And in Isaiah 42.9, we see the prophet Isaiah instructed to say something to the people of God that's going to help give them some encouragement, not to look backwards all the time, but to look that something new was coming. And this new thing coming was that Messiah, the one that was going to save them. Isaiah 42, 9. See, the former things have taken place, the new things I declare. Before they sprang into being, I announce them to you. Albert Barnes, in his commentary, writes about the use of imagery in this passage. And this is really an imagery of new things springing into being. The metaphor of springing actually is this beautiful story that's about plants. And the word as it transfers talks about the, the plants and the buds of the flowers coming out. And literally it translates into before they begin to germinate. What this means is that there is a lifeless seed in which there's no life there. And it's about to burst forth into something beautiful. Now, we've all seen seeds, they're dry, they're lifeless, they're nothing until we give them water and we nurture them and put them into soil and they begin to grow and they have nutrients, they become something. And in the same way, this 
verse gives hope to something. When they says, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. So God himself says, look, I have something that's going to be coming here. Listen to me. I've got something that is going to come. Notice that there's no clues. There's no indications of what God's doing. God's not going to always give us the answers and tell us what's going to happen in the future. God himself will let known to us what he wants to have known when he wants to do it. So when we look at 2021, I don't know what God's going to do. But we go on the promises that he has been at work, he will be at work, he has been good, he will be good. In the midst of chaos, God's good. That's a promise that we can hold to. Because this is when we start using this word faith. This word faith that's thrown out there oftentimes, and I would say we almost abuse the word. But let me give you the word in, in, in light of what we're saying today in this passage. Do we believe without seeing or knowing that God in the midst of everything is going to continue to be who he was? Good. Do we believe and hold on to as the storms are raging around us, as viruses are messing up everything, do we trust that God has something in a works that there will be something good for us and for him? That through everything that we've been through, there's something going on here that God's at work. Do you believe? I'm going to be honest with you. I typically don't. I typically sit back and I cross my arms and I'm angry. Perhaps you can relate. And maybe that's been your 2020. You've asked and you've reached out and said, God, where are you? And my answer to you really honestly is, I don't know. All I do know is that God has been here in it. He has been good in the past. He's kept his promises and I trust in those promises for the future. He doesn't have to tell us what he's doing, friends because he's God Almighty. Where we step into the story is do we believe and do we have faith that he is going to do something good? In Isaiah 43, 16 through 19, Isaiah tells the people not to dwell in the past, but to look at the new thing he is doing. It says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The prophet Isaiah takes this word from the Lord and says this, do you remember what happened in Egypt? So for those who are maybe new to the story, the book of Exodus, God releases his people from the captivity of the Egyptians. And as they're released, they run and they are trapped by the Red Sea. And as they come to the Red Sea, God parts a Red Sea and they, cross, uh, they go across dry land. And as they come across the dry land, the armies and the chariots and the horses of Egypt are right behind them. And as they cross the dry land, God brings the water in and they destroys his enemies. So the enemies are defeated in a way that was unseen, unthought of, and absolutely impossible. That tends to be the way that God works. God 
doesn't always work the way that we want. He doesn't always do the things that we want. But he does crazy, amazing, only God-type things. When we are sitting against a barrier of water with our enemies coming behind us, about to be slaughtered, God provides a way. God has been and will be good. Now, what's cool about this story is that this was one of the most fabled, biggest historical stories for the, for the entire nation of Israel. And the prophet says this, the Lord's telling you, hey, don't worry about that anymore. Like, don't keep going back to that. He's not telling him to literally forget it because, of course, he wants the story to be known. He's saying this, stop dwelling in the past. God saved you in the past, but now he's going to save you again. If you keep looking backwards, you're not going to see the new thing that God is doing. It's really easy for us to look at 2020 and keep looking back and look at what the fire it was with everything that was going on and say that was such a terrible year and keep our eyes looking backwards. But friends, what if it's time for us to move forward? What if it's time for us to move forward to say, God, what are you going to do in this next year with hope and anticipation, with feeling like our enemies are behind us and a Red Sea before us? God, would you part the waters for us? Now, I don't know about you, but I tend to be overly nostalgic. It's one of my Achilles heels, if you will. Like, I love looking backwards. And there's something about being nostalgic. The truth is, is we over-romanticize everything. We think of the past, and we forget all the bad parts, and then we'll romanticize a time and how great it was. And it could be your high school years or your college years or whatever it was. We romanticize our past. The other part of nostalgia is we enlarge the bad and deny the good. We'll look to the past and see, see how terrible that was and everything was on fire and everything was terrible and it was the worst year ever and all these, and we think of all the bad things and we don't think about the good things that were still happening at the same time. That's one of the problems in nostalgia. We have selective memory and I'm part of that. My selective memory has really damaged me and one of the things I love most in the world and that's Star Wars. I, I love the original movies. When I say original, you know what I mean, right? Four, five, and six, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I grew up with the toys, with the pajamas. I mean, I dreamed out fighting all the time. I loved everything that was in that world. It was like my own little universe just for me. I have so many warm, fuzzy feelings about those movies as a kid, the toys, the time I had. And so when they started releasing new things, Let's just say I've been less than impressed. For the most part, I have been not impressed with what's new. I said, this is nothing like the original. Like, I don't like the way they made this character. I don't like the direction they made on that. They released the new movies, which were episode one, two, and three, which were not that good anyways. But hey, let me just say, like, I didn't even give it a chance because I was stuck in the past. I wasn't even looking at the fact that there were new Star Wars movies coming out. And now, I mean, there are more Star Wars things than anything in my life. I mean, they've got stuff all over Disney+. And guys, everybody loves Baby Yoda, right? Like, how do you not love Baby Yoda? But my mind is so stuck in the past, I can't even appreciate what's new. And Pastor Nick said something to me, as he's a Star Wars geek too, he said something I'll never forget. He said, it's a great, awesome time to be a Star Wars fan so many new things are coming out. And that's when it hit me. It's my nostalgia that's keeping me from even liking, even like appreciating the new things. 
and maybe you can relate. Maybe you've had your head stuck in the past. Maybe you've got some story from the past. Maybe you're at 2020. You perhaps can relate. Perhaps you can sit here with me right now and think, maybe my past and me being so nostalgic, is a, it's going to block me from seeing the new thing that's happening in my life. Because God is doing a new thing. So he tells him this. He goes, don't dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up and do you not perceive it? I'm going to make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The people of Israel go back to that story and how God took care of them and made a way in the wilderness and provided for them. And he's going to do it again. But are you stuck? Are you stuck with where you were? Are you stuck looking back when God feels like he's been silent? Are you stuck looking back at this last year, afraid of moving forward? Or do you remember the promises he has for us? We forget sometimes that Jesus is the king and that he's coming again. We forget about how good God has been to us. We forget about the hope that we have in the gospel, that we can have a relationship with God both here now and for eternity because we get stuck. But maybe it's time to move forward. Friends, we hold on to a God who has been good to his word and he's followed through with his promises. And so I say to you today, it's time to move forward. It's time for all of us to move forward. No matter what 2020 brought you, let's move forward. Let's look at 2021 as the year of moving forward. Change your perspective to look expectantly for what God is going to be doing in a new thing in our lives, in our community, and in our world. Looking forward instead of looking backwards. So let's take a look before we go there and just ask the question, one last look. We're going to go to 2021, but let's take one last look at 2020. I've got just a few questions for you to process. In 2020, where was God at work? Where's God been at work in 2020? Where have you seen God work in your life, in the life of others? Where have you seen God working in your neighborhoods and in your office spaces? I can tell you that God was majorly at work and did impossible crossing the Red Sea type things for us as a church plant. Again, five and a half months old, God provided a place for us to gather. He provided leaders with skills and talents for us to be able to go online. Our family, church family, grow, grew to unbelievable amount of numbers of people who are coming to hear the message that God has for us as a church family with the generosity of giving. I can't believe what God has been doing. It doesn't make sense. Like for just a young baby church, God is doing impossible things. Now God has given us a new location at 206 Slinger Road, and we're going to be back in Slinger from when we had to leave because of COVID. God has provided a way, and just as a church family, God has been at work. But I know it's more than just us. I know God has been at work in lives. Where has God been at work in your life? Next question in 2020, what happened to your spiritual life? Did you struggle? Did your spiritual life start to wean? Did you start to feel the pain and the weight and start to take those steps back from God and say, God, I just don't even want to talk to you right now. If you struggle, friends, it's okay. 
Many people did, and quite honestly, I did too. Even though God was at work and doing wonderful things, I struggled. I struggled some days just getting out of bed. I struggled with being irritated and depressed and frustrated. I was struggling. And if you can relate to that, you know what that feels like. Even though everything was good around me, I struggled. And I identified that and said, God, in the midst of my struggle, I know you still love me. How is my spiritual life doing? So I want to ask you this question. In this struggle with everything going around you, did you turn towards God or away from God? Did you call out to him and ask for help? Did you call out to him in prayer? Did you even talk to him through the struggle? Did you grow or did you shrink away? And finally, let me ask you this question about 2020. In 2020, did you hold on to hope? In 2020, in a world that was so full of anger and pain, sickness, dying, did you lose your hope? Did you start to think that there was no answer, that that everything was just going to keep burning and going down to the ground? Did you cling to the gospel and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ as our Lord, Savior, and King? When we remember our God and his promises to us, remember how good he is to us, we hold steady in the middle of the storm. When we have a real relationship with God, not this fake one where you just kind of play act, being a Christian, maybe go to church, do some nice things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a real, thriving, growing relationship with God, a personal relationship with him, you and him. What happened? In 2020, did you hold on to that hope in your relationship that he has been good and he will be good? Do you hold on to the hope that he has done great things and he will do great things? Do you hold out hope? Because that is what we have and that is where our faith must take us. Our faith takes us to the place of hope. Because though the fires are burning around us, though there's pain and suffering around us, We hold out to the hope that God's promises will be true because he's always been true before. We know he'll be true again. That he promised never to leave us or forsake us and that he's with us. So today, my friends, it's time to move forward. We learn from our past. We know where we've been. We remember our past. We give a nod to our past. We look at 2020 and we see what has happened in the past. We give that nod, and now we move forward. I don't know what 2020 is going to bring. 2021 is going to bring. 2020 would never have been expected for what happened, so I'm not even going to try to tell you. I don't know what 2021 is going to bring. Regardless, let's all move forward, and let's every single one of us hold on to hope. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to connect with you at our weekend gathering. For service time, directions, and to learn more about our vision to ignite a movement of love that transforms our community and the world, visit us at mosaicwi.com.